0: Welcome to the Dynasty Dads Podcast. Football rankings, debates, dad stuff. The Dynasty Dads Podcast is brought to you by DynastyTradeCalculator.com. Stop guessing. Start calculating. Welcome everyone
1: to this edition of the Dynasty Dads Podcast. I'm one of the grand master fantasy football fathers. fatherhood
0: foolishness. And fatherhood foolishness. I don't know, man. I don't remember what I said. It's been two weeks in a row. I, I did. It's a mouthful. I well, here's the deal. I'm an egomaniac, so I go back and listen to our own episodes, and I said it different both times. I said it, oh, and okay. it was so, like a it was like a big combination of words, and it was a lot of alliteration, a lot of f sounds. It was yeah. all PG, but it was a lot oh, of yeah. f words. Um, but I didn't that, say it maybe the that's same our twice. maybe that's our shtick. We just change it every week. We just... every week. Yeah, I think I'll I figure like, it out. I like it. That's a real dad groaner thing to do. Right. right? Yeah. Like, would they come up with this? Week? This would be funny just to us and annoy everyone else. <laughs> like that's classic dad stuff.
1: Oh, I was getting I was getting a haircut and I was talking to the it was a barber, but it was a, a female barber. And uh it's like, you know, I, I she's younger. I was like, I tell dad jokes, and she was like, I love dad jokes. And I was like, "Yeah, but my kids hate them." And she's yeah. like, "Yeah, I hate my dad's dad jokes too." But I'm like, yeah, that yeah, that's about it. Kid, you got it. You're like obligated to hate them as a kid. I uh,
0: I feel like I'm really raising the boys up right. because the other day uh, we're sitting around, and I don't know, it was the, over the weekend, and it was, you know, in the late afternoon, early evening, and my seven year old walks in the room, and uh, he goes. Dad, I'm hungry. And unprompted, the 10-year-old goes, Hey, hungry, I'm your big brother Michael. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. You got it. You're emerging from your little boy uh, cocoon, you know, fully formed annoying it. dad jokes.
1: I'm cold. Hi, cold. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's glorious. Oh. Well, yeah. So we're one we're of pointing... whatever we
0: are, and I'm the other we're, one.
1: We're th- we're Thursday night, not a normal Wednesday night. So we're in the middle of the uh, Raiders Rams game, uh, and the kicker—I don't even know his name—the Raiders kicker, Cole,
0: Dan Carlson. Oh no, the Dan Raiders, Carlson. Yeah, yeah, for the, the Raiders, Raiders kicker. Carlson. Yeah,
1: Dan Carlson just kicked another field goal. Did he? Her- yes, I've yes, got him did. on my squad. You're, I'm you're desperate for it. points. If you're I am- if you're in a league with kickers. Dan Carlson is your leading scorer for the week, I imagine.
0: Absolutely. This is like the best news ever. Because as listeners to previous episodes are well aware, I am very desperate at uh, the wide receiver position, which has led me to play Van Jefferson yet again Uh, this week.
1: He's done absolutely
0: nothing. I think he's got one catch, so I need... Dan Carlson, former Minnesota Viking, famously was cut by our old head coach. Now he's just kicking them all over the place. That's he's, fine. We're
1: okay. He's killing it. He's doing he's the leading scorer tonight for real football and fantasy football.
0: So I am um this week's a big week for me. Uh in in my main league, I am playing for the first round bye in the playoffs. Nice. And I have been I I I was, you know, season of legend. All the way through until, Cooper as we've Cup. discussed, Cooper Cup was injured, and I have basically backslid my way into the playoffs. I oh. clinched my playoff spot super early, and it's been tough sledding ever since. But I, st- I still have the ability to get a bye oh, yeah. with a I win this re- week.
1: I always tell people, all you gotta do is get there.
0: Yeah, Crazy stuff in.
1: happens in the playoffs. All you gotta do is get there. It's even better if you have a buy, but just getting there, you're you're safe, especially with a bye. You're yeah. guaranteed in the semis.
0: See, for me, just based on roster construction, I was really top heavy and lost cup. I need that buy because I think I might have. Enough you got to find
1: somebody. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think I might have enough luck in to get myself a win and into the championship. Asking for two two wins with this squad, even with Garrett Wilson, who did perform he the has, way. Has, yeah, right? Mike
1: White has has turned that around.
0: Yep. Um, Even with him, I just don't know that I got the juice to try to 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 make it two victories to get to the championship. But I might be able to get one to get there.
1: You know, I'm I'm in a dynasty trade calculator league with with those guys, and I have secured a first round buy. Delightful. Um, I'm in a home dynasty league. I have secured a first round buy, and I'm in one redraft league, and. My record is second best right now. I could lose this week, but I think with the points for points. for the season, I have a first round buy. So I'm like, uh, hey. okay, I, I'm in the leagues where I need to be solid. I'm solid. I'm in a trade addicts ten league that I'm probably going to catch the sixth seed because of the points scored. So, I mean, well, this is the I'm type of results
0: there. that you want to hear from you know listeners who hey. tuned into this podcast. Like, you should be expecting this. Like, you know, at least it balances out. Like, okay, I am actually doing rather well this season in fantasy. Yeah. I uh, flamed out of the Scott Fishbowl after that was looking really promising. But I I'm think not going to
1: talk about my Scott Fishbowl team. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm
0: playoff mm-hmm. bound in all but one other league that I'm in, and I was in 12 this year. I know wow. I've kind of been speaking the desperation. Um, That's impressive. But, well, it's not as impressive as all your first-round buys. If I'm a uh, listener – and I'm tuning into a podcast, that's what I want to hear. Otherwise, what oh, the hell am I listening to these guys for?
1: You hear these guys that, that get on podcasts, and, and no offense I'm like, I'm not knocking anybody, but like to say that I'm in a trade addicts league, people know those leagues.
0: Right. Uh,
1: I'm in a league with the Dynasty Trade Calculator guys. There's those guys have a pretty big following. It's not I'm not playing against Stevie Smith down the street who's brand new to Dynasty and I'm in a first round, first round buy. Like these are solid leagues with guys that know what they're doing.
0: Yeah. It makes a big oh. difference. I, um, you know, the industry leagues I think are always fun. Um, I look at people th- differently after oh, being in a league with them. Oh, I'm like, there are minute, some people I who I will not name that I have watched do some incredibly goofy stuff. And it's influenced <laughs> the way I read their tweets and articles and everything else now. Cause I was like, Oh, Oh, oh wait, say, you did what Say what, what? now? Yeah, you know, well, and at and the one time, them, before you see how it works out, I'm like, this, this is why you know they're in the industry. This is why I go to work in my you know, corporate yep. boring America job, and they're in the industry. It must just be they're operating on a different level. But then, you know, lo and behold, I'm like, I don't know, that was just clear goofiness. I don't, I don't, know, I don't <laughs> well, know what they were thinking everybody, there. Everybody makes mistakes at
1: some point in this. No one is perfect. And I think, I mean, we talked about that with the fantasy receipts and last week. Cooter did a I mean she kind of hit on that too. She's she's got to do the the hot wing right hip challenge thing that she's got to do. So, yeah, I mean, nobody's perfect, but if you're right more than you're wrong, I think you're you're better off.
0: Yeah, I always figure like to be somebody anybody pays attention to if that's your goal, right? In the quote-unquote industry or the fantasy football community, you should like really be able to do three things like absorb information and like yep. kind of spit out what you think that information is most likely uh, what that information most likely means to help other people be successful, right. um, to be responsive and engaging and fun. And then like give people tips on how to enjoy playing fantasy football. more. Oh, yeah. Like there are some folks out there that have really, really good. I mean, they're fantastic analysts, right? And I might not pay attention as much to them, even though they're, they've are they got quality stuff, because like they're not helping me enjoy the game or think through the process. So you can give me a spreadsheet, and that's cool, uh, I Hey, guess. Van
1: Jefferson just caught a pass. He did? There you go. Wow,
0: it's a good news night. Yes. Was it a long one?
1: It was like a fi- – oh, but then there's a flag on the play. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, on the de- offense.
1: Decla- on on offense? the offense? No,
0: <laughs> no. Oh, this is the winter of my discontents. Oh. Oh, I feel no. bad.
1: I'm sorry. You were on a roll there too, talking well, about
0: it. I tell you what, well, now you're not helping me enjoy the game so much. Over see. Shiger, no one's going to, no one's going to listen to me now. You, you could have held off and I never would have known, you know, it's I, like I, I, I want to add one more thing to your list
1: because I think at least for me personally, I like, I would rather have when, it, in terms of fantasy football content, I would rather have quality over quantity those sure. guys that fire off 7,000 tweets in a day and have 900 hot takes and like, I don't care. Because if you're spitting out that much stuff, you're not going to be right on majority. Like I, if you're right more than you're wrong, but I guess if you take 300 shots and you make 151 of them, you're over 50%. Right.
0: Congratulations. Right. You know, the one the one um, of all, I don't know, it, it feels like this last week at least. I don't know if it started showing up in the, in the more general – fantasy football space, but I know um Vikings Twitter was ablaze with like analytics analyst versus you know tape or pure football yeah. commentators, yeah. right? That's the that's always the conversation. And I tend like I know the analytics are important. I use analytics in my professional career all the time, which is not this. Uh but uh <laughs> but I you know I I don't it's not always where I gravitate I'll say I'll say this. There's a couple people out there, some big names. JJ Zacharyson is, is you know one of them, but there's some you know smaller, still very successful accounts that I follow that are very analytics focused. But what I appreciate is that the analysts that walk you through their thought process yeah. on what to look for. And what is, what does the data, data and stats? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, cause not everyone's going to become a statistician. Not everyone's going to start building, you know, an access database and then like, you know, SQL query the hell out of it and everything else. Like that's very unlikely. But if somebody who looks at the analytic side of this world can like give you tips on how they think about what information to go right. for how to process that, that data. Yeah, that, that helps. That, that That's that's much more accessible, and it's there's kernels and nuggets in there that any fantasy player can use.
1: Yeah, because everybody has access to the data, but if you know how to read it or if you can see it in a different way, I mean, use it to your advantage. I, I think of baseball stats, and uh, for the longest time, batting average and on-base percentage were the big ones, and now there's, there's so many oh more stats within those stats that it's just – I mean, that's it's coming to football too.
0: Yeah, it really um, is. And the next gen analytics, I uh, you could talk to my team at work. Like, I'll never be the person that's going to be really good about going out and finding the data, but I'm very good at asking questions like, hey, what if we looked right. at this, that, or the other thing? Cause that's how you train your brain to work. And that's just fine. Right. You know, and then you end up, you know, having to pick up Van Jefferson off your waiver wire. And, <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't really matter anyway.
1: Well, <laughs> speaking of analytics, um, the Titans. Fired John Robinson this week. Yeah, and which I, I found. I mean, I found some some things to read about it. And apparently, the Titans are the least one of the least analytical uh, teams in the NFL. Per other like GMs and and other sources within the NFL, they asked anonymously what are who are some of the teams that you think don't use analytics the most? The Titans and the commanders like those right guys top two. Yeah. Well, and it was. And there were some quotes in it. It was like, I'm not, I'm not saying they don't use it, but you don't hear a lot about what their analytics team is doing or what they're doing. So if you don't hear about it, you assume they're not doing it. Right. Um, but that was that was kind of a shock. I mean, the guy, their first place in the AFC South, they were one win away from going to the AFC Championship last year. I think he's built a solid roster. I, I think A.J. Brown torched him, and they were like, nah, let's get rid of this guy.
0: Dude, I, I it felt so to me like there must be things going on behind the scenes that we, as you know, NFL fans, weren't privy to. Otherwise, yeah. it's the most emotional overreaction that I've seen in some time, I guess. Yeah. Because, like, yes, you lost to the team, you lost to the player that you traded away, right? There's egg on right. your face to some extent. You know, if that GM was like, "Hey, we we are we can be just fine without them. Here's how we replace, uh, you know, that talent that's going to be leaving. We're not concerned about it." And then you get beat, but it's not like they haven't had a terrible season.
1: No, and and I know some people on on the inside. I'm not going to name drop, but I know people that work in the NFL, and uh, apparently they really like uh, this Ryan Cowden, who is replacing him, and he'll probably get the full time gig once the season's over. So it was not a move where hey we like this young guy better and now we have a reason to get rid of him. But Robinson still got his he signed a 4-year contract and a 4-year extension in February. He's getting all that money. He's getting that so money. So it's like I, I oh, mean thanks? I man, don't know. Like... I got fired. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like don't get me wrong, getting fired is awful, but you still your seven package is the rest of your your multi-million dollar contract.
0: Right. And you I'd can be okay, go on I vacation think. for a little while. And you're probably, right. I mean, you're not out of, you're not going to be out of football.
1: No, you you'll be on somebody's staff. If you want to, you don't have to.
0: Uh, you think back dude, then, you could I mean, go we, coach high school, you know, right? It'd be very comfortable and happy and probably super successful.
1: Yeah. You know? Matt like, Rule did the same thing. He, I mean, in this press conference in Nebraska, not that I'm going back to college football, but he was like, I could have just retired and been golfing. Like, I want to be here. So, being fired, you almost get the opportunity to go. I can do whatever I want
0: now. I mean, I love, I love that Matt Rule said that so much. I've never really been a Matt Rule guy. I always kind of like, I don't know, it's some just sort of like natural reaction. I'm like, yeah, it's not my, you know, it's not like the cut of that guy's jib. But when he said that, I'm like, you know what? I think that's I he's think right. That's great, he's right. Yeah. I would like to say that too. Like, listen. I'm rich,
1: <laughs> like, yeah. you know. I don't have I don't, to do this. I don't have
0: to do this. I could be, you know, I could be in Costa Rica, you know, up in the mountains looking at monkeys and going down zip lines. Then I could yeah. be golfing. But I'm a football guy. Like, yeah, you know, and that's I don't want to be here. My wife has asked me this before too. Like, you know, we've gotten out together with friends, and you know, the, it always comes along to like, why does some of these coaches just keep coaching for so long, or why does Tom Brady? Why didn't Tom Brady retire? And I'm like, you don't understand. There's some life. dudes that are just football guys. They are yep. living a football life. It'd be like, yep. you know, um, you know, why does that surgeon uh, have so many surgeries every year? Well, because he's a surgeon. That's what he wants to do. It's what, what he, he enjoys is. And what he's good at. Yeah. Garrett, why are you and Matt recording another podcast this week? We're podcasters, Dan. Because <laughs> like, it's, it's fun. Because yeah. it's fun. Yeah. 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 Because I need someone... I get I I get the joy of knowing that there's you know a fair number of subscribers to this podcast that all have to listen to hear me complain <laughs> about Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson every week and damn it I need that cathartic release. Oh, it feels good. Yeah, got to get it off your chest. Well,
1: speaking of of people that aren't playing and that are hurt, uh, Odell Beckham Jr hasn't signed, doesn't no. look like he's gonna sign. Um, and as a Cowboys fan, seeing some of the headlines that have come out of this story, um, Jerry Jones changed his tune on Oda Beckham real fast. Yeah, we don't think he's healthy enough to play this year, like flat out just said it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, that's a twist, that's not what he was saying two weeks ago, right? So, and he wasn't he,
0: saying that, you know, you know, and potentially they got a closer look at it, but also, um, You know, the Cowboys have had a good season over the last month. You've seen a different level of deadly out of dead boys, you know, to the point where it's like, I mean, they've been romancing OBJ and, you know, it's like everybody associated with the Cowboys felt like they weren't making it a secret that boy, we'd sure like it. And as the season progressed, I think it's become clear. Like we probably don't need OBJ And it could actually kind of mess up the good juju we got going on over here to add this, you know, foreign element into the mix. Who's a, you know, known to be a little bit of diva, and he's gonna have. You don't sign Odell and then um, not force the ball to some extent to him, right?
1: Right, right. Well, and think they need it, Jerry. It feels like as a Cowboys fan is so in one year. I'm going to, I want to win the Super Bowl this year. We didn't win it this year. I want to win the Super Bowl next year, like in that mentality. So, if Odell's not going to help him win the Super Bowl this year, then what's the point? I feel like that's kind of the mentality that he's got. We're winning. If he could come in and play this year and help us, great. If not, I'm not going to shell out money to pay this guy this year for yeah. something he's not going to do this year.
0: Well, and owners and GMs, you know, and head coaches they're like sharks when they sniff out the blood in the water of a this could be a super bowl year right like you see it happen when franchises get in their mind this is a super bowl ready this is it and maybe we're just missing a piece um or it's fully formed and now we need to be protective right so behaviors change and I, i agree jerry seems like interesting right like coming out of the a year where Dax missed some time and your backup played, you know, beyond what people thought yeah. you were going to be able to expect from him. And for this to be the year that Jerry seems like we're going for a Super Bowl this year, I don't know that right. you could have predicted, especially Trent Williams, right? Like, you're missing your best tackle. Um, they name, That was said as your left tackle, right?
1: No, Trent Williams plays for the uh, San Francisco
0: 49ers. Oh, yeah, he's all, yeah. Tyron <laughs>
1: Smith
0: plays Smith, for the Dallas there Cowboys. There it is. Thank you. Uh yes. Tyrant Smith, but like you know, when it seemed like maybe even the offensive line wasn't gonna hold together the way you'd want yeah. to, um to have all that kind of come together and be like, yeah, no, we're chasing it down quite clearly. It's you know, it feels like,
1: and I hate to say this, it's one of those years, and the build happens and we're gonna do it, and, da, 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 and then we lose in the first round of the playoffs. I've been around, I've seen it, it's it's been multiple years. Do I think we could win? I think right now the Cowboys are like the four seed in the in the NFC. Yeah. Um I which if it were to end today, I think they would play the Buccaneers in the first round. I could see us losing to that. I think we play nah. if that one if we would end up against Minnesota. Minnesota
0: it, I don't even want to talk about Minnesota playing the
1: Cowboys. I'm not Come I'm on. not, I mean, I don't it's just Minnesota's a good team. I I think we could beat Philadelphia in the playoffs. So, like, no, there's no team in the NFC that, like, scares me. But there's a lot of good teams in the NFC.
0: Speaking of Cowboys wide receivers uh, playing out of their minds, uh, CeeDee Lamb, I have a buddy at the gym I work out at. He's a big Dynasty fan. And we typically spend, you know, any time we're there together, at least, I don't know, not half of the time at the gym talking fantasy football, but, you know, a quarter of it.
1: Does he listen to the show?
0: Uh yeah, he actually he, he has started listening to the show. He's a big dynasty nerds guy. Uh so sweet. Um he goes, Let me ask you this one. Let me ask you then. He goes, and if you want to talk about it on the show or whatever, feel free. <laughs> Let's do it. So he made a trade. Okay. He acquired CD Lamb. Okay. What do you think of this price? Because he used telling me all the places he hunted it down. And I said, well, You got to get a subscription to Dynasty Trade Calculator, man. Because I think this would you could have got to the to the punchline pretty quick. When he landed on stop guessing,
1: start calculating. <laughs>
0: right. 100 percent CD Lamb for a 2023 20, first. Okay. And a 2024 20, first.
1: I would pay that. Right? I, I'm assuming those firsts are mid to late.
0: Yes. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, they weren't said neither of them were early, you know, from the from the looks of it. And I and I said, um, what? And he goes, Yeah, man. He goes, I I sniffed around. I wasn't sure. I felt like that was fair.
1: Yeah, it's fair.
0: He's like almost everybody I talked to, and I put. He's like put it up in the Dynasty Nerds Facebook group or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Was that that's about right? Expect to have to add on a piece to get it done.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And I said I would. I I said I still think because he ran me down the roster construction. He really was missing one guy. One guy. Like you've got a championship team hundred percent contender, you need yeah. one explosive player that's going to make a difference uh to really feel good about it. And yeah. I'm like, I would have paid the piece. Like, what was the yeah. piece gonna be? You know, like yeah, a usable the asset young, for next year that you're probably alpha or-
1: wide receiver in yes. a
0: top offense. Yep. And he's got aging wide receivers. So he had uh Evans, Cup, and Hopkins. And I'm like, dude, this is 100%. Like, this is a perfect trade for you. And he had been stockpiling multiple 20. He still has 23 firsts and 24. Like, I'm absolutely, I'm like, like, yeah, we'll bring it up, man. I'm almost entirely sure Renshaw is going to say, hell yeah, you pay that. And I'm like, and I think, I think you, I think you like walked away clearly the winner on this deal.
1: I'm in a league where I paid, um, I'm a contender, I paid two firsts. And a second, two 24 firsts and a 24 second for um, Devontae Adams and Tyler Lockett, who are much older yeah. than uh, C.D. Lamb. So to give up two firsts for, yeah, he's a top five yep. dynasty wide receiver, yeah, potentially top three. I mean, Jefferson's one, Chase is two, and then there's, that's I think where your debate starts is three. And I, I wouldn't hate C.D. Lamb at three.
0: Right. And I think, you know, the age being the differentiator, Um, because then like that next, you know, call it the back half of the wide receiver ones are guys that are not old, but, you know, they're maybe right. mid 20s or in their late 20s or, you know, mid to late 20s, maybe 27, 28 year old guys, 26 somewhere. We're like, yeah, they're fantastic. There's yeah. a little less tread on the tires left at this right. point. So you got to start thinking about it
1: a little longer in the
0: tooth. There you go. It's a good yeah. way to put it.
1: Uh Baker Mayfield just marched the Rams down and they scored a touchdown. So who it feels it? like um not who you want to score. Not Mitch Jefferson. Come on. No, come on. Cam Akers ran it in from the half-yard line. Um uh, I but- tried
0: to I tried to get Cam Akers in a league this this week. It uh um I just thought, hey, you know, you could maybe throw it. Yeah, talking about last week when we had Cooter on. You know, what is maybe a buy low? I made some offers for Cam Akers just thinking like, eh, you never know. It didn't work.
1: Right. Um So speaking of Baker, Baker was cut on Friday of last week. Yeah. And and picked up by the Rams on Tuesday. And he's starting, not starting, but he's played the from the second drive on for the Rams. And they are in a 17 to 10 football game
0: right now. In a somewhat competitive game. So yeah, yeah. Mayfield, I think, was requested the release by the Panthers, right? Like he they they, yep, they, they agreed. mutually agreed yep. on the 5th and then the Rams didn't waste any time, picked him up on the 6th. Then here we are today on the A.
1: They're the only t- team, they were the only team that put in a claim for him. With yeah. Matthew Stafford out for the year, their ba- other backup quarterbacks injured uh I mean, the fit made sense i know everyone wanted to get him in san francisco and i was like why why not the rams like right he's a he's 1.3 million for the year the rams make sense see what they've got um
0: and if just, i'm the, and yeah. if i'm the niners like i might i might feel okay based on what i saw at a purdy like i don't know that i yeah. might be in a rush to go get baker mayfield like you, yeah you might want an extended look right like yeah. you could have what's your quarterback room going to look like next year Question. Right,
1: who's? I mean, Matthew Stafford is a backup. Who had a concussion? Who won his Super Bowl, so he could walk away? Right. I mean, I don't know. I, I that's, would anticipate. That's a whole nother... I actually,
0: he was like spinal column contusion, right? Like not just a concussion. Right. Like it's a, it's a whole. It's thing. a serious thing, and the dude I'm... has played through a bunch of injuries, but he got. I watched that guy as a quarterback in the NFC North get his butt like just crushed, just all smashed the time into the turf. Every single game. And even the time, you know, when he's playing with Megatron, it's like he'd whip that thing down the field and just get killed, you know, just get killed again and again and again. They could never protect him. He got beat up. He's had, you know, health stuff outside of the NFL and, you know, like got to the Rams, got a Super Bowl. I mean, I it's tough. Again, like we said before, some people, this is not just a job. It's like a vocation. You're a football guy. Um, if I'm at Stafford, well, I'm walking away, man. I got my ring. I got a bunch of money. Yeah. I got, I got what's left of my health. His, it's time to go.
1: And his wife's a brain cancer survivor. Like, right. You got to think, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean family wise, there was a time I thought in Detroit where she was sick and they didn't know it was going to happen. And it's, it's just like, things like that kind of put your, if that hadn't happened, maybe he tries to play more, but maybe he thinks, eh, you know, I, mm-hmm. I've, I've done everything I can do. I mean, maybe I can win another one, but I don't, I don't know. I I, I don't know.
0: It'd be tough. I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked either. Um, And then if that happens, you know, really what's left with the Rams, you know, you you could see this Rams offense, uh, you know, it's probably a good thing. Maybe nobody took me up on any of the buy low offers I have for Cam Akers because they could be in full-blown rebuild mode very, very easily. No, there's no picks. You can lose your quarterback. If you lose your quarterback, does Sean McVay, go take those Amazon bucks to get into the you know studio, or I can't remember if it was I think yeah, it was Amazon. yeah,
1: it was yeah.
0: Um, and, well, and, and the and rumors left.
1: The rumors are, and these, I mean, these are rumors from, but from tr- people that I trust that I see online that Sean McVay will come back for two jobs. He will come back for the Los Angeles Rams job. Or he will come back for the Los Angeles Chargers job. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that could if, be interesting. If either open up and uh, the Chargers job could open up because Brandon Staley hasn't done a whole lot to make that what mistake. What a
0: difference a year makes on that, huh? I think last oh, year people gosh. were really starting to um, buy in. Buy in and wow, look at this smart guy. He's doing unconventional things and he's kind of going against some uh, coaching habits and behaviors in some fresh ways. And then it just is not.
1: And then you play for a tie and overtime in the playoffs and or no week. Was it week 17 or playoff? It was something with the Raiders and they, they messed it up. All they had to do was tie and they both would go to the playoffs and he. He screwed it
0: up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And uh, this year just hasn't come together. You know, that offensive line hasn't been able to protect Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert. We should, I mean, it would be really interesting at some point um, just to kind of look at um, a quarterback review kind of preseason and postseason this year and say like dynasty market or dynasty community view of quarterbacks. What move the most in which direction? Like, cause this has been a wild year.
1: This is the easiest. The move up is the easiest one. One hundred percent. Who who's your move up? Who's oh
0: like who's, who's the quarterback
1: that moved up the most? Because I off the top of my head, I know the guy that moved up the most in in rankings for quarterbacks.
0: I mean, Geno Smith is that like? Is that oh you know, like, you know
1: that might be bigger than mine. Mine was Tua.
0: <laughs> oh sure, but two is in there. Two is yeah. in the mix there. For yeah, sure. I mean he
1: was in the mid teens. Oh you know I don't know really do what's Tua gonna do if he can't do it, and he's a
0: top. Three quarterback. Well, you, I mean, you look at the weapons he set up for quite some time there. Yeah,
1: maybe five. Probably not three. You got Josh no. Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Tua.
0: Hmm. I mean, I, mean I, I I I think you can make an argument for Tua to be above Herbert at this point.
1: Yeah. So I mean, he's he's up there in discussion, Uh, and he wasn't there to begin the year. No. no. Speaking of quarterbacks whose value shot up a- after this week. Uh, Desmond Ritter is going to be the starting quarterback for the Falcons for the rest <laughs> of the 2022 season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: I I don't know how this impacts fantasy much. Uh, I mean, it can't be much worse for some of those guys. Uh, Marcus Mariota was using his legs to get points, so that was a plus. But the receivers weren't doing a whole lot. Kyle Pitts had a pretty down year, especially with the injury. Um, this could unlock Drake London. Uh, the Falcons could find out that uh, – I third round quarterback really isn't that good and yeah they could that's that's kind of where i think it ends up is they go man eh, Ritter's not that good and they draft
0: one in the top 10 remind me with was Ritter, Ritter was the second qb off the board in the draft this yes. past year <laughs> yeah yes um yeah you never know right we've been i think i think you could be surprised um i think this is he important was, for the falcons Oh yeah, take a like this is necessary. Um, you know, given what they had, and you know, it doesn't mean he's in place for the rest of the year. You could see everything you need to see in a couple of years, and you just say, Hey, Mariota, go get us some dignity, what <laughs> what's left of it at this point? And um
1: I don't understand why like I guess I do, but I don't. The Falcons or any NFL team, and the the Patriots did it for a few years, just draft a quarterback every year. Yeah see what you got I you mean, might need
0: to draft a couple right you know? uh, like Washington a backup. and end up with rg3 and Kirk Cousins. Exa- you know? that's but that's the reason why you do it because they're cheap and they're on cheap
1: deals and if you caught one great and if you didn't what did it really cost you i mean but then the, the counter argument to that is guys like baker mayfield are just being up like flies and you could pick up former first round quarterbacks to kind of come in and be your reclamation projects. But with Trubisky, the way he's done it this year, Mariota Baker, like, I think that's not, it's not sustainable.
0: No, no, I think he had to build, you know, through the draft and, you know, unfortunately, I think we've talked about this in the past few years ago. Um, you'd be able to have a, a, a QB that could learn and sort of be your apprentice QB for two or three years. And the NFL just evolved past that at this point. I don't even know. Maybe it's regressed, you know, past that. Maybe it's evolved past it. Um, but you really do sort of need that top end. I, there's just, you know, man, it's a win-now league. And um, yeah. I think fans have been unfortunately um, accustomed to saying – my team drafted this as you've made the draft. I think the NFL has done some of this to themselves as such a big event, such a big event because we need football all year round. We need to constantly be providing football content. So when you make the draft a fan event and you put it on TV and you build in the pomp and the circumstance and you see your team take a high pick, this is my guy. Give it to me. Give it to me. I need it now. I don't want. To, I can't wait. I can't watch him play behind Brett Favre or sit behind Brett Favre for a couple of years. For and, years, right? I can't do it. I need it now. And then you end up with, unfortunately, I think some players that could have become something that just don't get the opportunity because they're put out there too early, doesn't work out, or you know maybe forced to play through some injury stuff or whatever else right. it might be. Yeah, yeah. When I, th- I think it's ultimately cheating teams out of some stability because no one likes to be patient. That's just, no
1: everyone oh, wants to win now I mean you look at in dynasty rebuilds take a while like you two three years I mean you can do it quick but then yeah. you're, you're shorting yourself long term if you want to do it right build up your pigs keep your pigs keep your young guys let them build um and it's you're right that doesn't happen in the NFL too often yeah. anymore.
0: Yeah. It's tough. You know, when you're in the rebuild and you're buying, you're doing your buy-in every year. And for the first three years, you know, you're not going to be a contender, but you're shelling out the same, you know, number of bucks that people who probably are going to take home money are, it can sting a little bit, but you know what? One team
1: that does it, or that's in the process of doing it. And I think they're doing it well, which is really weird to say with this team, but the Houston Texans seem to be doing the rebuild the right way. Right. Last year, they, 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 built up their offensive line. They found Damian Pierce late this year, next year, they're going to get their quarterback. They've got extra picks from the Watson deal. I think they could do it. I mean, they're not in a super tough division.
0: No, I think there's, there's room. And, you know, this year they've decided to take a little peek around the quarterback room just to make sure that they needed. I thought that was a bad decision. Anybody could have told you now you don't have your quarterback on this team. No, um, And, you know, they get Davis Mills back back in the starting job this week.
1: doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Start your Dallas Cowboys special teams and defense everywhere because it doesn't matter.
0: I mean, and start, you know, if anybody's out there that's like, oh, you know, I think most players have been beyond this point. If you have both Zeke Pollard on your roster, you've likely been starting them both. both. I am starting them both enthusiastically because I think Houston is well, the worst run defense uh, uh that, that or the best run defense you can have your running backs up against. Play against, yes. Well, and it's and I don't know how they um, get it done, but I bet they I bet they both have plenty of points.
1: Yeah, they're gonna they're they're gonna score early. They're gonna score often. The Texans defense is bad. It's it's a good spot to start all your cowboys. Speaking of underdogs, why are the Vikings underdogs this week?
0: Um, because the last time Vegas said uh, Vikings were underdogs and people got all up in arms, we got our asses royally kicked by the (laughs) Cowboys. And this is just what we get. We have to live this life. I
1: wasn't even Um, trying to go there. I I really
0: wasn't. But it's true and it's fair. So this is the life that we have to live as Minnesotans. It is. It gets dark at 3.30 p.m. It's horrifically cold and there's zero respect from anybody at all. But you know what? We thrive in this environment, Renshaw. That's the, hey, you know, it's okay. I would love to see you guys succeed. And I hope that I hope the team has a chip on their shoulder and they show up and they, they, they go to Detroit and, uh, you know, say, "Hey, motor city. Hey, you're still over. Detroit. You're still hey, Detroit. Still Detroit. Let's remind you, let's remind you how it is. And, um, yeah, I desperately need it for my own sanity. But you know, I, I am optimistic. It is. I think they're they're only down. I think Vegas moved the line the last I saw. They're only uh they're only two-point dogs now. I think it was originally at like two and a half points.
1: Oh, so it's moved. Okay. All right.
0: Well, well
1: so we we're getting in the Christmas spirit and we've got yeah, a little Christmas twist. But do you have a game? I do have a game. Should we do it? Let's play the game first.
0: All right, let's have another thrilling edition of the the football trivia game really sweeping the nation. Oh. Everyone enjoys it from the frozen dark tundra of the North Midwest to the sunny beaches of California to, uh, I don't know, whatever. They just uh, snowy northeast. It's, I don't think it's as dark there. Yeah, it's the, the whole the country. It's, it's what are you? i like you to do me a favor. I want like you to tell all your friends about me. All right, Renshaw, I try to be topical on this, right? Yeah, fair enough. uh, Okay, so again, this is the trivia game where uh, Renshaw's playing on the show. The goal is for him to to guess the player or subject of the game with as few clues as possible. And then the audience, you all listening along, (gasps) what what do we got?
1: The Rams just scored a touchdown with nine seconds left. Baker Mayfield to Van Jefferson. You got to be kidding me. To tie the game, they're going to yes! kick the extra point to win. No way, they they. I yes, yes. Baker, I'm not joking. Baker forever Baker, is. I mean, to Van Jefferson, game tying touchdown with nine seconds. All they got to do is kick the extra point. How many yards? The extra point. Oh, how many yards is the touchdown? Yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, Twenty, like a twenty-five yard pass.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Beautiful thing of beauty. Oh my gosh! He he just he just cemented himself in in Rams lure. Oh my god! They're gonna win their fourth game because of Baker Great Mayfield. <laughs>
0: John, you know how terrible this is. We've got Baker Mayfield in a major market, surrounded by all the media in the world. You yeah. know how many commercials this sob is gonna film? Uh, well, at least a couple more. Oh, I mean, just think about it. The opera. We're 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 on the precipice of living in a world. Where if Baker Mayfield is like the ongoing starting quarterback for the Rams, that's all we see. Matt Stafford was like Matt Stafford. And he went to the Rams and now he's on major commercials and he's still Matt Stafford, right? Of course he won the Super Bowl, but last year he was, it's going to be a lot of Baker Mayfield, man. Pizza, pizza. Just one game. Of pizza. <laughs> God, that's <is> the most <laughs> annoying commercial. That is really bad. Uh, and I was always, always like a gonna... little Caesars. Like, what an odd choice.
1: He made the extra point.
0: It was close. They almost missed it. How about that? 23-yard touchdown. Listeners that hear this tomorrow and over the weekend are going to be like, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of fun to get a little like weird play-by-play of that Rams game. Live yeah. action <laughs> yeah. Rams game. Yeah. It's kind of fun to listen to.
1: All right. Sorry. Who are you?
0: What are you? Okay, What are you? And the goal is to be able to guess this as soon as possible. These are three standard level difficulty clues. And then the fourth clue is a big giveaway. All right. Renshaw, are you ready? Yeah, let's do this. Okay. (laughs) Okay, i got to try and regain my composure. I'm so happy here. Clue number one. This player took over the starting QB role from a former high school teammate in college and was the first walk on true freshman QB to start a team season opener at the position. What are you? All right, like, we got we got through clue number 1. Yeah. I always feel like it's a little bit of a competition on me that I don't they had to pick out good clues. I don't want that you was, to get it right away. The listeners, it was
1: super in depth. I I probably learned something about this person.
0: There's a lot of detail here. All right, clue number 2. This player is the first since Fran Tarkenton in 1961 to come off the bench in his NFL debut, throw for more than 200 yards and lead his team to win uh, the first game of the season.
1: What are you?
0: He's looking, he's thinking.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm trying to go deep in, and it's topical.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's just go to clue three. It's all right. here. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. This player signed a 4-year rookie contract worth $32.68 million guaranteed salary in 2018. What are you?
1: 4-year deal. 4 years ago. So he's going to be a free agent. Oh, I think I know. I got I I'm locked in.
0: All right. Fourth giveaway clue. This player was released by his current team at the time on December fifth, twenty twenty two. It Was claimed off waivers on December sixth, twenty twenty two. What? yep yeah. And started for that team two days later on December twenty twenty two. And one. And one. That's why. Okay. Yes. Of course. Baker Renshoff, Mayfield. Yes. That's why I couldn't keep a straight face. You oh, did guess it. It really was the game. Baker. Wow. It see, really was Baker Mayfield. Oh yeah. So Mayfield um, took over the starting job. Um, he is, his former uh, high school teammate was the proposed or the expected starter at Texas Tech. It was Michael Brewer, and had a back injury. Mayfield was a walk on true freshman, and got the start. And It was like first time that had ever happened. Wow! It's a, still an FBS record. And well, then
1: his debut, he's taking a knee at midfield on how the Ram. About that? In Los Angeles, don't
0: plant a flag there, Baker. We know how that goes for you. And then what a
1: Raiders loss! That is a Raider loss. That's a
0: Raiders loss. That is a Raiders loss for sure.
1: Fourth loss this season where when they're leading by thirteen or more
0: to Baker Mayfield, who's been on the team less than forty-eight hours. Two days. Oh my goodness! So then, in the for the Browns, uh, Tyrod Taylor was injured. Yeah, came off the bench, came in, threw for over two hundred yards. Team you know, won their what's, first game of the season that year.
1: You know, it's funny that game. I was recording a podcast that night as well.
0: Hey, look at that history.
1: So, hey, Baker and podcast nights seem to go <laughs> well
0: together, like lemon tuna fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Baker Mayfield, and that's Ben. What are you? All right, one more. We uh, we are gonna
1: we're gonna get in the holiday spirit. We are doing a Christmas movie draft I love it. five rounds back and forth. Now, do you want to do snake draft or do you want to go back and forth between picks?
0: I think we can ping pong. I think that's okay. all right. When it's just that's the Tuesday, it makes sense. Rich, are you, are you a big Christmas movie guy? Like how, what's your Christmas movie level of fandom?
1: Um, I like Christmas movies. I, 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 you know, there are some people that get all up in arms that say diehard isn't a Christmas movie.
0: Okay, well, let's just get it out of the way. Because I, mean, I think we should know what the ground rules are. Is, uh, do you think it is? I think if you think
1: it is, it is. And if you think it isn't, it isn't. I don't care. I, I mean, I really... <laughs> it's a
0: weird thing to get upset about.
1: If you want to watch it at Christmas, watch it at Christmas. What do I care if you want to watch it at Christmas?
0: Yeah. You um, know, for I the mean, record, I'm firmly in the camp that it is a Christmas movie. as As popularly understood Christmas movies to be... If you don't think Die Hard is a Christmas movie, I have a very hard time justifying Home Alone is a Christmas yeah. movie or most Christmas movies being Christmas movies. Like, what does it take? Right. Like,
1: what's the what's the line that makes it a Christmas?
0: Any lifetime ask, which I, I enjoy like or uh, <laughs> or like the crappy, you know, romantic comedy Christmas movies like made for TV or made for streaming. Almost none of those. If Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie, none of those are Christmas movies. They're just romantic comedies that happen to have Christmas wedged in. Just like Die Hard is like an action adventure, you know, fight the terrorists, like bad movies that, movie at Christmas that time. happens at Christmas. Same, same right. logic.
1: Is, um, is, uh, what's the Disney show with um, Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner?
0: Oh yeah. Uh, Hawkeye? Yeah. Hawkeye, yeah, Hawkeye. Isn't yes. it just Hawkeye? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like with all these Wanda Vision and like I know. all these if Falcon really the Winter Soldiers, it's, it's just like that. Hawkeye. Um, that to me is a Christmas Christmas show. Show, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All
0: right. So, so then, our our definitions might be a little more liberal than all of the others, but at least now you yeah, know the, that's the, fair. the rules. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll I'll let you have first pick. Oh boy, now. Here's the deal. It's hard I think the first round pick there's always like oh, okay just like in any draft you sort of have to understand what the market's saying but also you know we're not doing the long snake you don't necessarily have to reach nope. and get your guy.
1: I have a clear number 1 and if you take it I I don't know what direction I will go.
0: That's great. Okay. I'm going to build the team for me. I am gonna okay. roster construction is going to be based on I'm not going to think, hey, I can sleep on this and I can yeah. wait a little bit and pick it up later. I'm going to just go for what I think is just the best. And I'm going to run it that way. And for me, oh, don't for do my it. for my viewing dollar, you can't get a better Christmas movie than the Muppets Christmas Carol. OK, I that's on my it. list. I think it's absolutely wonderful. I think it is more heartfelt and charming and emotional than it has any right to be. And Michael Caine plays Scrooge like leagues beyond anyone else. And he plays it so straight while he's interacting with like yeah. the frog and like Miss Biggie. And he plays it like it's a real thing. I adore Muppet Christmas Carol. That
1: is on my, that's on my list. It's on my short list. Not my number one. Okay. My number one easily could watch it every Christmas, watch it multiple times in December.
0: Give me elf. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Not
1: not doesn't sound like it's high on your
0: list. No, it is very high on my list. I is think it? okay. Yeah, it's very high on my list. In fact, I am, I've got a little spreadsheet. I am so do I striking yes. out elf. Okay. Um, I love it. It's been popular lately on Twitter. I've noticed to kind of poo-poo it and say it's overrated or overviewed. And you're a liar. Uh yeah. you're a, you're a liar with no joy in your soul. Um stop so it. you know, stop it. It's wonderful.
1: Singing loud for all to hear
0: it is it's absolutely adorable i'm not a huge
1: will ferrell fan but i really like elf
0: um you know as the years went on uh the shine kind of came off just a just a hair on old will i still enjoy him right but like he was cranking out three comedies a year there for a while just got to be too much elf has never gotten old for me
1: nope nope all right
0: i am gonna go with I'm going to switch up strategy here a little bit. So I went okay. went out, reached a okay. little bit, got my guy with Muppet Christmas Carol. I'm going to come back uh, with a fan favorite. It's a popular one that everybody loves. Perennial classic. It is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation.
1: Christmas Vacation. That's, that's a good one. How do you feel so, about it? Is there... I, I don't hate it. Um, okay. Not my, you know, I, I didn't, uh, I'm typing it in here. Uh, I didn't grow up on the National Lampoon stuff. Uh, I feel like the first one that I remember watching was Vegas Vacation. Oh yeah. yeah. So to me, that's that's the family, not the Christmas Vacation family. And I know in each one, each, the kids are different, and you know that's right. kind of the the story of it. So it's a good one. It's not something that that I'm going to watch with the kids.
0: But yeah, I've watched a. Uh, there was like a. Um- I don't remember a TV edit or something that I watched and, and that was just fine. That was good. There's a little bit of stuff that might be over the 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 younger boys' heads. My 10-year-old uh would have is starting to sniff out some of that stuff. So I gotta be yeah. careful.
1: <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go with another one. I watch it every year without fail, the Santa Claus. yeah
0: oh, very good. Very good. I uh this I remember was a movie I got. I got it um, as a gift from my aunt and uncle the year after it came out for Christmas. It was like an early Christmas present. Do you remember yeah. like the Disney VHS? Yes, like, the bo- like the big plastic clamshell boxes. Yep. It was like almost twice the size of the tape. I can still hear them. them opening yes. and closing. A hundred percent. Like it's something different. I love the Santa Claus. I was a big fan. I we drove home because we did like an early Christmas with my mom's side of the family of Iowa, and we drove home, and that night we got home early enough that i'm like can we immediately rush into the basement to watch the santa claus it was like very clear memory of (laughs) that i love it i think it's great that's yeah i'll watch it every year all right so we're in the third round yeah there's some good value left here there's some really good value and this is where i get uh i get tempted to reach but really, my instincts are a little bit, I mean, because there's a there's some favorites that are near and dear for me that I watch every year, watch multiple times every year, and even maybe sneak in some offseason viewing that I'd hate to not have on my team. So I'm a little bit nervous about waiting on that. But I think if I can get home alone in the third round. That's incredible value. If I'm being honest, there's another movie that I want to I would I kind of like That was my to, next pick. You sniped me. That there we was go. my next one. So there, there's another movie on the list that for me personally I rank above it, but I just knew Home Alone wasn't coming back to me.
1: Yeah, it wasn't. It was nope. And I've I debated about throwing Home Alone 2 on here. Yeah. But it's I mean, too, no.
0: It's too derivative, right? Like it's right, the original yeah. or nothing. And don't even get me yeah. started on this. you know, the, the later sequels. If it's not okay. Kevin. If it's not Macaulay oh no it Don't doesn't talk count. to me about it no no
1: it's like home by myself <laughs>
0: yeah <right. laughs> it's like we've got you know they'll think mom can we get home alone we've got home alone at home He <laughs> get home and it's, and it's like the sequel it's that goofy kid from the third one you're like what oh
1: man there are so many good movies left on my list um i i think i'm gonna oof Right, I'm going to go with one that we have started. This is kind of our Christmas movie that we'll watch with the kids, like Christmas Eve, um, the animated Grinch, the newest Grinch. Oh,
0: animated. the 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 um, Illumination one.
1: Yes, yes. And I'm okay. sure that's not, that's not probably on your list.
0: It wasn't going to but- be my next pick, but I know my boys really enjoy it. I watched part of it. I don't think it's like... I don't know that it was received the best, but I, I know uh,
1: I, we've watched it and I was like, why would, did everyone hate on this? Like, it's not bad. It's, it's not, there are some people that are very pro, um, live action Grinch. There are some people that say don't mess with the original, but.
0: Grinch The Grinch is, it can be a polarizing topic for sure.
1: Yes. I'm yes. going to
0: avoid that. I got okay. my value in the third round with home alone. I can't wait on this. I doubt it's going to be, it would be your next pick. This is like not just one of my favorite movies or favorite Christmas oh, movies. It's one dude. of my favorite
1: movies. You're probably taking mine.
0: Is it The Nightmare Before Christmas? It's not. Okay, good. No. It's oh, not. you live to see. I love The Nightmare Before Christmas. My kids are obsessed with The Nightmare Before Christmas. Renshaw, I know, you know. Well, this is a, one we can
1: argue about.
0: I know you're not a Minnesota guy. Um, in Minnesota, there's something that is discussed all the time anytime a group gets together the legend of this event happens and it's it's told about where were you and what did this happen and um you know it's starting to age myself a little bit but it is the halloween blizzard of 1991
1: i remember
0: that massive thing so i lived out we had it we had it in iowa too oh yeah it was around in northern minnesota though uh i had buddies over um, I we lived out in the in the sticks, kind of north woods between a, a forest and a lake. And we didn't always do all the um trick-or-treating stuff because there weren't really people around us, right? Right out on the lake, it's pretty desolate. So I had some buddies over, we rented Halloween movies, we did bobbing for apples, my mom bought you know treats or whatever, and they were supposed to go home. They didn't go home because there's an the enormous blizzard. We were snowed in. I had my like two little buddies over, spent they couldn't leave the house for three days. <laughs> But you know what we had with us? Nightmare Before Nightmare Christmas. Before Christmas. We watch that son of a gun I oh. could possibly tell you how many times. So we watch it for Halloween at the Grove House and we watch it for Christmas at the Grubhouse, House and we probably watch it a couple times for both event. It's a Halloween movie. Maybe. But <laughs> I, it is it is about it is about uh the spirit and meaning of Christmas being an uh a, a life-changing and educational experience for these Halloween characters. So I think it's, I think you can make the argument as equally, equally split.
1: What I don't, I'm back to, if you call it a Christmas movie, whatever you call yeah. it a Christmas movie. <laughs>
0: I'm not mad at you. No, I whatever. <laughs> I, you know
1: what? I'll, I'll throw mine out. That is kind of, <laughs> kind of like, I don't, I don't think this is even on your list. Um, and I'm going to go, go sappy here, but love actually.
0: No, will man. Be my fourth is it, pick. Don't even not on my list. I'm staring at Love Actually. Are you serious? Right yes. Good. good. I, I, I said this. I mean, I can't believe you didn't sniff this out last week when uh, Cooter was on the show. We were talking about the, you know, the um, career path puzzlers. I let it yeah. slip that Sleepless in Seattle is one of my all-time favorite. Right. Movies. I am a softie. I love a good romantic comedy. When you man.
1: said this is one of my all-time favorites, and I can watch it not in the Christmas time, I'm oh, like, yeah. oh no, he's gonna pick Love Actually. Yeah. Like
0: Love Actually was very. There was a chance it was coming back around here to no, I debated about it, came back third. around,
1: and I was like, No, I, I, yeah, I, I, lo- it's, I love it, it's, it's, yeah. uh, and I'm a big curious like fan, I think all she's the just wonderful. Stories- Intertwine, yep. and I you know,
0: tried to watch the New Year's Eve one. That one wasn't as good. Terrible. They tried to do a bunch of those. There was like a Mother's Day, that, and they did these big ensemble casts where they had all these separate storylines, and they yeah. all they all pulled together, and none of them pulled it off like Love nope. Actually. Twenty nope. years, great movie, hundred percent. Right. I fully Woo. endorse that pick. Good, good. All right, i got to cross off some of these choices that you've made now. Um, okay, I have one
1: left that I'm like I really want. But I don't know if I'll get it.
0: I've got one one pick left, so I've got one pick. I'm torn here because I love Christmas movies. I could build out this list, but we did five rounds. I I notice I'm I'm fairly it's not modern anymore. I just think that because I'm getting old. Like I've got 80s and 90s movies here. I think to round out a good Christmas movie draft, you gotta kick it to a classic. You gotta have a real classic in the mix. Oh, are you gonna and, and for for oh yeah for me you can do it yeah it doesn't get any more classic than it's a wonderful life no
1: like, 100%. that was mine that i love mine.
0: it it's a wonderful life um it was my mom would have been my pick my one of my mom's favorite movies growing up like i think i remember watching it with her even not during christmas but it was a christmas eve night After we got home from church, after we opened up um, some of the family presents, it was, it's a wonderful life. And I remember as a young child, I never made it past the point where it was, you know, the flashbacks, you know, where, where it was, you know, the, the, the saints, the angel, you know, doing the story of George Bailey's life as a kid. I never could stay up long enough to get to the point where his modern day, George is married, has a family. Uh And I remember the first time I did, it, I'm like I've seen the whole movie. It was like this big accomplishment. <laughs> I love it. I think it's wonderfully yeah. heartfelt. I, I uh, it gets it gets me a little emotional every time I watch it. And I think it's crazy how it was not um, it wasn't a success until right. there was issues with the rights. And it became something that TV stations could just show and it found this huge audience and people fell in love with it. Now it's a classic. It's a great little story.
1: I When you said classic, I didn't know if you were going to go with the Christmas story. And that was my uh, hope that you would go with the Christmas story and not It's a Wonderful Life. Because that is, yeah. If I wasn't trying to show off and go outside the box with Love Actually, It's a Wonderful Life. would have been, been yours. would have yeah. been my pick. All right, so last pick. Um, uh, I feel like... I gotta go a little different, but man, um, I don't know how different I really want to go. Um, All right, you'll you'll appreciate this. The Batman lover in you will appreciate this. I'm gonna go with Jack Frost.
0: Yeah, Michael Keaton. That's fun. Yeah, yep. yeah. he's it's back. a good
1: one. It's different. Yep. It's, yeah, it's it's a it's a father son story. Yeah,
0: that was like a late '90s, like '97 ish, maybe right? And uh, I yep. remember you know i just said i grew up in the middle of the sticks and we didn't have any tv channels like at all and finally when we could get like a satellite dish i remember that movie would show on hbo and yeah. watching it like oh man like it's it, and for me it was like I, it's it's uh, michael keaton i love michael keaton cuz he was batman and you know for a minute i thought you were really going to say you know what as long as we're being liberal with definition of christmas movies batman <laughs> returns <laughs> no you know, is set during christmas right um freeze yeah now you're thinking Batman and robin <laughs> darn it oh, come that's on right. Renshaw. yeah let's go no, woman yeah Penguin. I
1: michelle pfeiffer yeah. and
0: yeah yep yep that's a song um, that's not a, that's a good choice if uh if we were going to continue to the next round i probably would have continued to kick it old school um you know white christmas i like i like miracle on 34th yeah. street that's another that's one another one. one i always yep. watch with my mom Uh, Another 80s classic. It's pretty cheesy when you watch it now, but I remember it being like, ooh, this is kind of an edgy, hip movie when I was a little kid for Christmas was Bill Murray and Scrooged. Uh, If we're talking edgy
1: and we got to talk Bad Santa. Oh, Bad Santa. That's another one. Uh, Jingle All the Way was on my short list, but I've watched that more recently. That's just a bad, I mean, it's a good, bad bad movie. It's bad, though.
0: It's not good, but it's fun. Right. You know, n- neither of us went with we should probably call it the elephant in the room, a Christmas story. Did not make it yep. on either of are you are uh, you a fan? Or are you I'm not a not, fan? No. Not a fan either.
1: Uh the pink bunny, No, nah, just no nope. shoot your eye out. No.
0: Nope. And know. the what? you know, the bully and the dad that yeah, you know, yeah. it just always felt like as a kid when I'd say I'm like, this doesn't feel like no. Christmas this feels like gross and kind of mean spirited. I'm a Christmas yeah. magic guy. Like I right. I'm, I'm a peace on earth like feel the love. I, it's never been one for me. Have you guys have mm-hmm. you watched uh The Star with your kids?
1: Yes. We we, we like that one. They love. Um, it. I was going to say it. Netflix uh
0: Claus another one. Yeah, it's great.
1: But it's not a big like it's not mainstream. Like nobody no. would
0: Yeah, you can't put it on the classics, right? Right. Not if yet. you got five rounds to build out a list of heavy hitters. I feel yeah. like we we kind of we got in the right a- area. We'll here.
1: probably catch some hate for not doing you know the Grinch with Jim Carrey. I Rudolph. Hate, the I, red can't, nose reindeer. I can't. I can't
0: stand the Grinch with Jim Carrey. If I'm being honest, like production values I, are great, set designs cool, costumes are good. I think it's so obnoxious and it completely misses the point of the story of the Grinch. It is a good one. it on. I I got a lot of Christmas spirit out of the list. Baker got a win, and Baker got in a win. Two days. That's uh, my
1: my group chat is blowing up with this. So.
0: I know. I just am now looking at my phone, and I've got my buddy Nick, who is on the What Are the Odds show with me. It just he's like, "Nice man, Jefferson touchdown last second. Yeah, <laughs> like who could see it coming. You're gonna win. Uh, yeah, that's Baker sitting. Crazy. Uh, yeah, oh, Baker's- that's crazy it's going to be very interesting. It'll be fun watching. You don't always get a lot of new interesting things to watch late in the season, but this will be one of them.
1: All right, so that that is that's it for for this edition of the Dynasty Stats podcast. Once again, we're brought to you by dynastytradecalculator.com. Stop guessing, start calculating.
0: We out. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us on another episode of the Dynasty Dads podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Dads.